This episode of the MedTalk podcast is brought to you by MedTech Innovation Expo, the UK and Ireland's leading event for medical device manufacturing. On the 7th and 8th of June, MedTech Innovation Expo will connect leading engineers, innovators and manufacturers with all the technology and innovation they need to facilitate the design and manufacture of life-changing medical devices. For more information, visit www.medtechexpo.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mental Podcast, where we discuss the latest news and issues in life sciences. I'm Ian Bolland, Acting Group Editor of MedTech Innovation and Medical Plastics News. Today we are joined by one of the speakers at this year's MedTech Innovation Expo, Lucy Jung, who is the CEO and founder of Charcoal Neurotech. Lucy will present a seminar on day one of the show, focused on patient-centred research and development, and she gives a little bit of insight as to what to expect from the presentation. Also, as a 2020 MedTech Innovation Award winner, Lucy also provides us an update on what has happened in the intervening years at the company. So, um, Lucy, thank you very much for joining us on the MedTalk podcast. Um, I know there's a few things that we're, we're going to get through today, so, uh, uh, but first of all, I would like to uh, start with you, well, Charco Neurotech, and if you could tell us a bit about the journey that you've been on with Charco. Of course, no. Thank you so much for having uh, myself once again to um, engage with MedTech. Uh, it's really exciting. Um, so yeah, my name is Lucy Zhang. Um, we actually won one of the awards from MedTech Innovation Design Awards in 2020. To be engaging with uh, MedTech Innovation once again is really exciting for us. Um, so my background is a design engineer from Imperial College and Royal College of Art. Uh, we started looking into Parkinson's from 2014-13 so it's been a quite of a while since we were uh, studying stimulation and how we can improve quality of life for people with Parkinson's by reducing their um, movement symptoms. So we started um, uh, research then, we uh, started our business in 2019 to bring the research into real life so that we can actually make an impact in day-to-day -day life for them. Um, we moved on quickly from then onwards to getting into production, getting you know uh, regulated as a, a wearable medical device, and really getting the devices to people. So that's kind of a journey in a really really short um, um, uh, story. Uh, there's nothing like a little bit of a whirlwind tour, but obviously you mentioned the uh, the award you won back in 2020, which was a bit of a strange time for everybody involved because we had to do everything virtually. You uh, you were in the magazine and you did something feature led to us online. But um, uh, first, can you give us um, a little bit or cast your mind back to when you actually decided to enter the awards? What made you enter in the first place? Was it just for that little bit of recognition or? I think it's actually, um, at that time, obviously, as you mentioned, it was a strange time for us to start the business, obviously, with the COVID coming in and everything. So lots of people were online and MedTech Innovation was something that I've been following for a long time, you know, as a person who's interested in MedTech area. And Design Award is uh, one of the things that is actually really uh, meaningful for Sharko. And the reason is because for Sharko, as myself coming from design engineering background and our co-founder coming from a clinical background, it's all about how do we utilize design and technology to improve quality of life for people with um, long-term condition. And really, um, when we talk about design, 
Um, lots of people may think that is it aesthetics? Is it like what what is actually design? And I often say that design actually is identifying the problem and solving the problem. That is actually a bigger term of the design. And um, so that's why when we first uh, uh, saw this award about medtech innovation design, it really meant a lot for us. So we applied for it and we were lucky enough to win uh, the award. And as you mentioned, uh, we were able to get lots of um, uh, awareness out there about what Sharko is doing at that time, which was obviously very, very helpful. Well, we're glad to be a help on, on that front, Lucy. But um, obviously, there's a few years have passed since then. Um, and uh, I believe before this call, you, you said there were one or two exciting developments that, you know, there's been a few changes. Just bring us up to speed on where you are with Sharko at the moment. Definitely. So I loved like reading the um, interview that we had at that time in 2020, where um, the question was like, what is your future plan? And at that time, we were very much at the development stage. And I believe that we didn't even have a waiting list. So people knew about Sharko a little bit. But we were very much at your concept and development uh, phase where uh, the one of the key things that I talk about at the time is that we were very keen to increase the production and to get the devices out there for people. And indeed, um, fast forward in 2023, uh, now we are uh, scaling up with the production. There are over 800 people using the device um, in the UK mostly. And we've got um, compiled over uh, 10,000 people waiting uh, for the devices. So, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest uh, difference um, uh, from 2020 and 2023 that we are able to actually get the devices out there and uh, making a difference in individuals' lives. Entries are now open for this year's MedTech Innovation Award categories, which seeks to celebrate the vital work of the medical device engineering community. Taking place alongside the prestigious MediLink UK Healthcare Business Awards on the 7th of June, MedTech Innovation Awards are open to submissions across six categories, 3D printing, connected health, design, manufacturing excellence, materials innovation, and sustainability. For more information, visit medtechawards.com. That is quite the journey in a, in a couple of years. I mean, it, it seems that a lot of technology seems to have exploded in terms of the demand and in terms of how they've evolved ever since the pandemic. Has it felt like the case for you? Did you envisage being at this at this stage? I, I, I have to be honest, um, not really, because um, when we actually started Sharko, um, as coming from a research background, our uh, kind of vision was that as far as we change, like even one person's life, um, that is such a meaningful thing for people to be engaged in. So because at, when we were starting, there were lots of uncertainty. We were pre-clinical trial. There were lots of things that we still had to work on in terms of wearable technology that is such a small device that you know, um, uh, gets onto people's body and then constantly uh, providing stimulation. So there are lots of unknowns. Um, we were encouraged with uh, people who were initial uh, reviewers where they were really excited about the device. Um, so it encouraged us to become, um, set up Sharko and start our journey. Um, and once again, at that time, it was about if there's one person that we're helping, if there's one step, one percent that we're helping with uh, people with Parkinson's and their family members, that is our meaningful journey. But then over the years, lots of studies going on. Now we've got Parkinson's specialists, Parkinson's nurse within Sharko, lots of researchers um, actually running different kind of trials, 
lots of people with Parkinson's using the device constantly, giving us a feedback. And we were able to um, bring in incredible um, team members who are such a kind-hearted geniuses that I always say, um, working together to uh, focus on the vision of bringing smiles back for people with Parkinson's have been an incredible journey. But it's it's really hard to you know look back about uh, what we have achieved because we're always kind of looking ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll do the looking back for you because I've just put a little search into our website of the stories that we've covered of you over the past couple of years. So ever, ever since that you were, ever, ever since you, you you entered and you've uh, you've received a two hundred and five thousand pounds investment from Imperial College, and then and then later in twenty twenty one you had a ten million dollar investment round and, and, and a new partnership that was put together. So the the acceleration of what where you where you were in twenty twenties and now is it's incredible. I have to say that um I yeah now that I look back as you mentioned it has been a crazy journey. Uh we learned a lot from um our people I have to say. Um and I think the reason that this was possible over the years is because of um, uh, incredible people who really understood the vision and the value of supporting Charcoal. So when we were raising funds, um, we were the biggest um, uh, fund uh, of the seed round in the same sector in Europe and sixth biggest in the world um, as a seed round in that year. And people constantly ask me, like, where did you find these um, investors? And I always said, we when we um the vcs and investors that we were able to uh meet and get support from they very much understand what we are trying to do um for example um the amadeus venture capital who have been um investing shocker from a very early on stage um i remember uh, one of the key questions that they will be asking is why are you doing this uh, what what is shocker trying to do and the vision and the value that they really focused on to really support our journey was the key factor of um, getting right people on board and really getting that, um, you know, um, uh, support from them to uh, lead our journey together. So I won't take a credibility of like I did everything by myself at all. It was all all the incredible people who really helped us to introduce us to the right people, train us with uh, right uh, um, uh, uh, knowledge and so on, really um, helped us accelerate the growth. I mean, it is a remarkable story, and uh, and I imagine you'll probably be touching upon it a little bit in uh, in the presentation that you've got lined up for us at, at MedTech Innovation Expo on uh, on the seventh of June is when you when you penciled in to speak as, as things stand because your your title is uh, patient centered research and development, and I think you touched upon a, a few things here, but I, I would. I don't want you to give away your entire talk because I want people to come and come and listen to listen to you. But if you can give us a little bit of you know a couple of nuggets as to what 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 can people uh, what can people expect to hear from you at the expo? Yeah, I'm actually I'm really excited about this talk actually. Um, and there were kind of uh, lots of discussion around medtech and biotech and patient centered you know clinical trial design and so on. And over a couple of years, um, uh, being in this sector, once again, um, I've been in this like a medical device um, uh, research and ergonomics in design um, and so on for a quite long time. And over the years, um, 
the way that industry have been moving towards to the patient-centric design and uh, product development and system development has been really, really exciting because more and more people realize that actually we are coming up with a solution for a patient, we should listen to them more. And one of the key uh, messages that I always focus on where uh, Michael J. Fox from uh, Michael J. Fox Foundation mentioned is the experts of Parkinson's is actually people who are living with Parkinson's. We started by listening with lots of people with Parkinson's, what they were saying the problem is and what their needs are. And really kind of focusing on that sector to develop the solution for them will be the main focus of uh, my talk uh, on that day, where how do we focus on um, patient, more awfully actually, um, the uh, stakeholders around patients, so their family members, uh, you know, their carers and so on, uh, how important it is for us to listen to them and um, uh, come up with the innovation that is really needed uh, for them. So that will be my main focus. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear it because I think you hear the uh, the, ter the term patient-centered design. I think people can sometimes be almost put off by you know, because I think everyone goes into this, into the innovation space, thinking that we sort of need to reinvent the wheel. But from what you said there, mm -hmm. I think half the battle is being simple and just asking, asking those that the what do you need? <laughs> exactly, you you've really got it there. So if I can uh, just share one of the story when I just started uh, getting into design, and there was a um, award called Good Design Award. And I was really confused about what do you mean by good design and what do you mean by, you know, like, as you mentioned, engaging patient. And it's as simple as, and it's something that we constantly do when we um, meet with patient to date is simply asking them, what are the biggest challenges? What are the difficulties? What kind of things help you? And really trying to work on the insight from their day to day, because listening to them um, really takes you a long way. And it really... Um, uh, generates lots of uh, um, ideas and concepts um, and then we test it and then we um, uh, refine it to move forward. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it feels like it's complicated. It feels like it's a whole, you know, like four years degree, but really it goes down to asking them, what can we do for you? I'm really looking forward to hearing what you've got to say when, when, when you take when you take to one of our stages uh, at MedTech Innovation mm -hmm. Expo. Before I let you go, Lucy, because given the given the journey that you've been on since the since we last spoke after you after you won the award, what kind of journey you do you think you're going to be on when we next speak in about three years' time? Um, I'm I'm really excited with um next couple of years um well even months to be fair. Um, now the devices are out there, like whole world is reaching out to us and who, like lots of clinicians, researchers are all reaching out to us about um, wanting to engage with us and do more studies, wanting the device with them and so on. Uh, so there are lots of development going on. So we developed Q1 device. Now it's just about matter of getting the devices out there. But there are new technologies that we are currently developing. Um, and in this year, you'll be able to see us coming up with a new range of um, uh, developments and research that we are currently doing because Charcoal's vision is to bring smiles back for people with Parkinson's. It's not, we are going to develop one medical device. So we really see our journey as a whole total care for people with Parkinson's and moving forward for a neurodegenerative condition. So I'm really looking forward to next journey. We've got some incredible team members who joined 
uh, as uh, in uh, last couple of uh, months, and they have really boosted our um, R&D sector. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to coming back in in a couple of months or year and updating you and uh, everyone about uh, what we've been up to and how we are aiming to improve quality of life for people and how we are doing so as well. Well, we're looking forward to hearing that update when it, when it comes. Well, Lucy, thank you very much for your time today. Um, Tittle, thank you. I'm also going to ask if you'd like to add anything else, feel free. Yes, um, if I could just add one thing is that, um, and this is more for people who have uh, long-term conditions and who are into medical device and medical technology is that I think this is such an exciting times uh, that there are lots of focus on using technology to improve quality of life for long-term uh, conditions and also any people with any conditions, um, healthcare sector. Um, I think there are so many things that we can do. There are lots of studies that we can do. So I'm really um, thinking that there's a bright future for this sector to improve quality of life for people. So uh, I have to thank everyone uh, who are working in this industry. And I really look forward to engaging with lots of um, other researchers and uh, people who are in the sector to create synergy. So I think that's the key message that I'd love to share. Well, thank you very much, Lucy. And thank you once again. Not at all. Thank you very much for having me.